are now tuned in to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. I'm your host, Felicia, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my mompreneur journey along with strategies that will help you build your online business operations in a sustainable way. The goal is to help you build a business that fits into your lifestyle as a mom who values putting family first. We will also hear the experiences and expertise of other moms with service-based businesses. You'll get a peek into our journeys so you'll know that you aren't alone. Motherhood gets hard. Entrepreneurship gets hard. But together, we can do hard things. Welcome to the suite. Hey, friends, welcome to another episode. Thanks for joining us here in the suite. Today, we have with us Myrna Lane Hippolyte, and I'm excited for this conversation. We're going to be talking about wealth and financial wellness. But Myrna, she is the founder and chief financial empower. Myrna is the founder and chief financial empowerment partner at Empower Financial Wellness. She's a financial wellness coach and wealth strategist who helps powerhouse women executives turn their amazing income into their first million in net worth, even if they are new to investing in the stock market and are not financial pros using their millionaire maiden methodology. I love that so much. I think we talk so much about entrepreneurship. We don't talk about what are we going to do with the money that we make from our businesses, right? So I'm excited for this conversation. So Myrna, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much, Felicia, for having me. This is definitely a topic near and dear to my heart as a mom, as an entrepreneur, and as somebody who has you know, close to 30 years of experience in the finance world. Yeah, no, I look young, but yeah, 30 plus years already in the making. So it's very, very important for us, you know, as women to to look towards our finances. And, you know, my business, Empower Financial Wellness, I actually founded it back at the end of 2020, really getting the word out in 2021. And our mission really is to educate, empower, and encourage women to really get to that maximum sense of financial wellness, to really build wealth and understand the avenues that are available for us as women to do so. So that was something that was near and dear to my heart, a calling that I felt that was placed for me to do that. And so I founded my company, Empower Financial Wellness. I love that. So we keep saying this term, financial wellness. So just so everybody is on the same page, what is financial wellness? And then talk about what the steps are to achieve it. Okay. Well, financial wellness is really talking about your sense of financial well-being overall. How does it make you feel when you think about your finances? Do you feel stressed out? Do you feel anxious? So if you do, then you're not at your optimal sense of financial wellness. Knowing that you can feel good about your money because you have enough of it, one. Two, you can react in a, a sense of financial emergency. And three, you have the money to do the things that take your life to another level, the things that will allow you to live your best life. Because part of financial wellness is reaching your goals. A lot of times we don't hit our goals and we put them to the side and financial wellness is using your money really to accomplish the things that you want in life. But I'm going to give you five quick tips 
that will help really take your financial wellness to another level. So number one has to do with having a positive money mindset. So if you are that person that's always saying, I'm never going to get this amount of money or I am not able to manage the money, then it's not really going to happen because if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to have a positive money mindset. And a lot of times, you know, our money mindset can be shaped by what we learn in our childhood. So, for example, if your parents say, you know, you got to work really hard for your money or money doesn't grow on trees, those are the types of things that planted in us that affect how we view money today. Or even in our grown-up lives, for example, if, for example, you're at W-2 job and you go for that promotion and you don't get that promotion and you honestly believe that, hey, you have reached a certain cap in terms of the money that you can make. That may affect how you view yourself and how you view your money. So having the positive money mindset is the number one path or step to financial wellness because you have to be able to believe that. And how do you actually develop that mindset? You develop it by setting big goals for yourself. Don't set cheap goals for yourself and you got to set big money goals and then see that you achieve them. That helps enhance your positive money mindset. Doing things like affirmations. You know, one of the things that I do is I put like little post-its inside my bathroom mirror. Every day I open it, then I see it, then it comes fresh and top of mind. So things like being able to attract money to yourself, you'll be surprised once you start saying those types of things, it helps cultivate that positive money mindset. So positive money mindset is number one. You can't go anywhere without that. Number two is being active when it comes to building your savings plan. And when I say building your savings plan, I'm very, very firm when it comes to putting yourself first. You have to be able to pay yourself first. And what does that mean? I always say to my clients, you are your most important bill. You got to pay yourself before the mortgage, pay yourself before the car note, before the student loans, the light bill, whatever you got to pay, you pay yourself first. And that comes, it's not just for W2 people, it's for entrepreneurs. When you get, you know, that money coming in, you need to automate the process, set that money aside, five to 10% of your income that's just for you, right? You put that aside. You have at least three to six months worth of expenses sitting in an account, high yield savings account that will help you build wealth because you can't save your way to wealth, but that begins and that's a pillar to enhancing your financial wants. Because if you have that money set aside and something unexpected happens and you can take that money from your peace of mind account, I don't like to call it an emergency fund account. Because that can now say, oh my gosh, something bad's going to happen in an emergency. Put it in a peace of mind account. Know that you have that. That's going to help enhance your sense of financial wealth. So that's step number two. Step number three is all about investing. And there are different ways to invest. You can invest in real estate. You can invest in you know, commodities, things like gold, silver, et cetera. But what I'm talking about is more investing in the stock market. A lot of my clients, they say, well, I don't know how to invest. I don't know what to do. There's so many ways to invest in the stock market. And really the message here is that 
you can 5X the returns that you get from savings by just investing. Investing takes your money to a whole other level. And a lot of times that's foregone as a way to build wealth. So that will enhance your financial wellness because that will build your, your wealth position. So that's definitely an avenue to increase your financial wellness. Step number four has to do with protecting your assets and understanding where your assets are. When I founded my company, I was looking at moms like myself, friends, family members that were in you know unions and they were with these people for 20 to 25 years. And then the love of their lives turns into their worst nemesis and they come out of 25-year union with nothing to show for it because they weren't paying attention. So part of your wellness, you don't have to be the one that's actively managing your money if you're in a partnership, but you have to understand where the money is and what's happening with the money. That's very important. Establishing things for people that depend on your income, like insurance, whether it's disability insurance, life insurance, understanding having a healthcare proxy. You know, with COVID, we saw a lot of you know, people go into the hospital, may have been incapacitated. People have to know what's happening. Like Aretha Franklin, for example. Aretha Franklin, she had a will, but she didn't really have a true estate plan. So now her sons are battling over the money and the money is sitting there and it's a fight. I mean, it's a family member, whereas if you had a true estate plan, that could have been avoided. So all of that figures into the component of financial wellness. And then last but not least is what we talked about is your goals. As women, we tend to sideline our goals. We'll say, oh, we'll do that after the kids, you know, go to college or we'll do that when we retire or we'll do that, you know, when we have time and then life is passing us by. So understanding your goals, putting money markers to them and timelines is a big part of financial wellness because you don't want to live your life just to pay bills. That's just not a way to live. So, well, I did good. Five steps to financial wellness. No, that was so Top speed. And I was over here taking notes. I wanted to circle back to a couple of the things that you mentioned because as you were saying them, I was wondering if when you're working with your clients, because they're female mostly, do you find that there are some challenges with getting them over these humps or getting them through these steps? Like particularly the first two, the positive money mindset. You mentioned how we had these mindsets from when we were younger. Our parents said things like money doesn't grow on trees. I know I've heard my parents say that to me. And you have to work hard for your money, all these things. And then Getting active when building your savings plan and putting yourself first. And so a lot of times, again, as women, we tend to take care of everybody else before we take care of ourselves. So how do you kind of navigate those things with your female clients and helping them just to get through those steps, particularly those first two? I think really it comes to giving them that confidence and you know, as a coach, telling them, hey, this is something that you can do, giving them the examples of prime past clients that have done this, that have been in similar situations, and giving them the steps and the tools. So we talked about my millionaire maven methodology. You mentioned it at the beginning. It's all about giving them the tools where they are. So a big part of you overcoming a negative money mindset is seeing that the things that you're doing can actually produce results. 
And when they see those results, then that boosts their confidence and enhances their money mindset and giving them the actionable tools, like not making an option. So paying yourself first, if I say, I'm just going to leave it up to you. No, we're going to automate the process and I'm going to make sure that that whole work is done, that the process is automated. So that money comes out automatically. So it's not a question of you trying to figure out, oh, well, what bill did I not pay? And then let me just put some money aside for myself. No, we're going to set up the infrastructure so that you're able to do that and help make it easier on you so that you don't have to be thinking about it or question your mindset. What are you feeling that day? So providing the right tools is important. And I think that's why it's helpful when you're dealing with your finances and we're talking about building wealth to have people who are experts in this area kind of come alongside you to coach you and hold you accountable to those goals that you set. So we're going to give Marna's information. It's in the show description and we'll also share it at the end, but make sure you guys are connecting to these people that can give you the tools and the resources that you need. I wanted to talk a little bit more about the investing piece. That was one of your steps as well. And I know some people are intimidated about the concept of investing, especially women. So talk about, you know, why you think it's important for us to be investing in the stock market and what that can look like, especially for a mom who might be busy, who might feel like she doesn't have time or doesn't have the knowledge to do it. What can that look like for her? Well, investing is important because, as I mentioned, that takes your wealth to another level. Two people, they start off with the same amount of money, but month after month, they're contributing $200 a month, contributing, contributing, contributing. And then at the end of a 30-year period, the person who's saving could end up saving $167,000. The person who's investing ends up with $667,000. So that's like a half a million dollar difference for two people who are doing exactly the same thing, putting aside the same amount of money, but one is saving and one is investing. So getting to investing is important because that helps change your wealth profile. No matter where you are, you can invest. And a lot of times people have these preconceived notions that, oh, I need like thousands of dollars to invest or, you know, I need to be that analyst that's analyzing stocks. Like I used to be one of those analysts where I was an equity analyst where I would analyze financial statements and I would tell investors, hey, here's what you should buy and put in your mutual fund but you don't have to be that person because there's so many ways to invest. If you're that person who says, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to pick a stock. You don't have to pick a stock. Go buy a mutual fund. Go buy an exchange traded fund. Those allow you to invest at a lower risk profile, but you get return. The importance is for you to be in the game. If you have $5 a day with as little as $5 a day, you can make a difference in your wealth profile because what I tell people is, The magic formula for success when it comes to wealth has to do with consistency, time, and the rate of return. So the rate of return you're going to handle by being in the stock market where you can get 10%, 11%, 12% plus, depending on what you're investing in. So you're going to take care of that time. You know, over time, if after 30 years, by the power of compounding, is going to grow, it's going to grow, it's going to keep on growing. But consistency is important too. You can't just put you know, $5 and say, okay, that's it. I'm done. No, you put $5 a day or you put $150 a a month, put a certain amount every single month. 
whether the market's up, whether the market's down, over time, that's going to yield success. And that's where you're going to make your money. And that's why I'm a big proponent of women going out there and investing. You don't have to be the expert. There are tools out there. There are people to teach you, people like me who can help. You have to be in the game. I love the illustration that you gave comparing people are doing the same thing and one's just saving versus the investing. It's a very powerful illustration. I'm like, okay, let me get my investing game back up because I started and I stopped. So this is even good for me. You know, it's okay if you if you haven't started. It's okay if you stop. You can always get back in. And so this should just be an encouragement for you to get in the game. So I know you also have the the belief that building your wealth or managing your finances is a form of self-care. So can you dig into that a little bit and share your thoughts and perspectives around that? Okay. Well, yes, I do believe that managing your money can be a form of self-care because I'm a proponent of financial wellness, right? So when you think about self-care, you might think of things like, oh, I'm going to go get a massage, I get a pedicure, you know, Netflix and chill, the things that make you feel good. So managing your money can also be a way to make you feel good and see that you're making progress, that you're actually building your wealth. And what I recommend to do is to look at your money and have, let's say, a money date with your money. But look at your money when it's not the time for you to be paying the bills. When it's time for you to pay the bills, you get stressed out and the stress levels go up. Whether you have the money or not, the stress levels are going out because you're like, oh, I got to pay these bills. You know, money's going out, et cetera. No, look at your money outside of the scope of your bills so that you can assess and make sure that, hey, this is what's hitting my account. This is how much I have. And this is where I'm at on the path to growing my money. So it's looking at your investment accounts, looking at your savings accounts, just making sure that you're in a good place, your retirement accounts. That's what we need to do. So managing your money can be a form of self here because it's something that helps, you know, make you better because when you think about self-care it's something that you know allows you to get a breather but it allows you to rejuvenate and be your best self especially as moms you know we need that time away from the children sometimes i know i do where i need to take care and replenish rejuvenate to set a money date with yourself when you see the progress that you're making that will also make you feel good yes and i agree um, it just feels good when you you are managing your money and you're looking at it and you know what's going on and you're investing in your future. So I totally agree with that. So we've been mentioning motherhood here and there. And so we know your mom, mom life can get a little crazy. I think your kids might be a little bit older. Yes. So tell us though, how are you managing entrepreneurship and motherhood? What does that look like for you? Okay. Well, I have two kids. I have 14-year-old son and an 18-year-old daughter. My 18-year-old daughter just went off to college, just completed her first year. So that was traumatic, but we're not going to get into that. That's different. That's a whole different show. But you have to prioritize your kids. So you still have to carve out time for them. Because when we're entrepreneurs, I know for me, I could go in there and just focus on my business and just do it, do it, do it, keep going and keep focusing and working and working. But you have to carve out the time for them. And making sure that, hey, you still go to the basketball games, you still go to the events, you plan everything, you still, you know, putting time that you can spend with them because it's important. They grow up, they leave, and the time that you spend with them is very important. So prioritizing them is key 
and making sure that you carve out the time, even if you're busy in your business. But another thing is that you should also be teaching them the ropes. I kind of pull my kids in when it comes to investing classes that I'm teaching or investing programs that I have. And they're like, mom, do we have to listen to this? I'm like, yes, you have to listen to this. I'm sorry. But pulling them in and teaching them about entrepreneurship, because for me, what I was taught coming and growing up in a Haitian household from the Caribbean is the trifecta of success. You go to school, then you go to college, you get a good job, then you get that good job and you make things happen. No, you want to be able to teach your kids the benefits of entrepreneurship, options that it gives you, so that it's not just about seeking that job. What else can you do? And that they learn the ropes early, that helps. So part of motherhood and being an entrepreneur, I think, is teaching our kids, hey, that there are options out there and they just that trifecta of success in that time. I totally agree with what you're saying about being able to teach your kids. It's one of the things, my daughter, she's super young, but I'm so excited to be able to teach her all of the things that I've learned in my own journey that I didn't necessarily get growing up. And like, no shade to our parents. That's just what they knew, you know? And so now having different perspectives, different access to things, different knowledge, I'm like, oh, I can teach her this and she doesn't have to necessarily go through all of the stuff that I had to go through to figure it out and get that information. It just excites me. We have to prioritize our kids um, because like you said, we don't get that time back. So I think that is definitely some good strategies that you have going on with how you're managing both motherhood and entrepreneurship. So before we wrap up, I know we've been talking about investing. And if I'm not mistaken, you have a program coming up? Yes, we do. I have a program coming up. This program will start probably in the middle of September. And it's a group coaching program. It's an investing 101 Unleash Your Inner Investor program where we for six weeks, it's like we talk about the basics of investing in the stock market. So if you know nothing or you've only dabbled in the stock market, this is a group coaching setting where you can come in, learn about what you need to do, learn the strategies that work for you, learn what type of, in, of risk that you want to take to be able to invest. Coming out of that class, if you weren't an investor, you're going to be an investor. You're going to know what you're investing in and have investment options because that's what I definitely like to do with women is encourage them to use that stock market as an avenue to build wealth. I also like to gift to your listeners, Felicia, is if they text the word power to 754-714-4002, they'll be able to get a free checklist, which is the five mistakes that powerhouse women make that stop them from getting a million dollars. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So it'll be in the show description. Make sure you check that number so you can get that freebie. Definitely appreciate that. And I think some things in life or in business you can DIY, but if you have no knowledge of investing, that's not something I would recommend. And I definitely know Learner doesn't recommend trying to figure it out on your own. You want to have somebody who has expertise in that area guiding you along the journey. And so if investing is something that you have been thinking about, or even if you have it and now you need to think about it, 
go ahead and connect with Myrna so you can get in her program. So you can become an investor, right? So you can build your wealth and learn the things and share the things with your kids as well that can help them build wealth. So Myrna, go ahead and let us know how we can connect with you outside of your program. It's definitely been a pleasure having you here on the podcast today. Let us know where we can connect with you. Okay. I am on Facebook with my name, as you can see, spelled out here. Myrna Lane Hippolyte. That's usually the best way to reach me and where you'll find information. Also, I'm sure we'll put in the show notes. I have a free Facebook group. It's only for women where I go in there live weekly and give different tips and talk about different topics, whether it's budgeting, whether it's investing in the stock market, whether it's estate planning. Sometimes I bring guests in to talk about different ways to make money. It's a financial empowerment community for women. So that's a free Facebook group that I would invite you to join. And I am also on Instagram and my handle is Empower Financial Wellness, all one word, the name of my company. And I also have a website, empowerfinancialwellness.com, where you can find information there. Awesome. And so, yes, this will all be in the show description. Go ahead and spot an OCMs. Before we wrap up, what is your final words to a mom who might be listening who is just scared to start focusing on her finances or building wealth or investing in the stock market? What piece of advice or wisdom or encouragement would you give to her right now? I would say you can do it. Don't think that you can't and don't put it off because what you fix today, if you have a handle on your money, makes a huge difference for tomorrow, not just for you, but also for your kids and and your ability to build generational wealth. So yes, it can be overwhelming, but if you have the right support and you take things one step at a time, even implementing the five steps that I talked about today, or you know, putting some money aside automatically for your savings just for you just taking those small steps one small step at a time you don't have to you know eat the elephant in one big swoop you can take it one step at a time whatever feels comfortable for you but you know that you have to handle your money so go ahead and do that that will pay off for you in the long run not just for you but for your kids Words of wisdom. Thank you so much, Myrna, for joining us here on the Mom CEO Suite podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for having me, Felicia. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can you do us a favor? Leave a review on iTunes and share with other moms in business like you. Help us spread our message and empower others who are at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship.